You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. Why? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of Spandex Power Armor. This episode, somebody dies. Well, that's definitely one way of starting it. Who will it be? Viewers at home, vote now on your smartphone app. <laughs> no, uh, nothing quite so interesting. We're just talking about Kamen Rider J. We'll have to yeah. wait for our ultimate deaths. Uh, what can we say about Kamen Rider J? A um, hastily cobbled together Kamen Rider film um, with about the same amount of subtlety related to the ecological message as Burdenic. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it... it I don't know, I just kind of, every other thing I watch out of Japan has some kind of environmental message, which I guess makes sense, because that was a major issue during the 70s and late 60s for them. Yeah, but it, I don't know, it's just, yeah, tell me what, actually, you know, toward, in the 90s, there was a lot of that kind of thing anyway. I mean, it was Captain Planet 80s or 90s. And then they swapped to nuclear energy and nothing bad has happened to Japan since. No, absolutely nothing horrible has ever happened. So, uh, that's not my area of expertise. I specialise in nuclear monsters, not nuclear physics. Big difference. Uh, so yeah, um, Kamrata J, as a late 90s director video, um, I'd say movie, about 45 minutes, it barely counts as a movie. That, this was director video? Uh, I thought this was like maybe... Uh, what One of those little double bill things that you get alongside a Sentai movie. Nah, bro. They didn't do those then. Wow. Now, this was released um, on VHS and Laserdisc. Man. Yeah, I remember Laserdisc. I wonder... So, is the YouTube upload scanned from video or Laserdisc? Because we're getting it in its full 480p glory. Can we just bring back Laserdisc covers? Because those are jazzy as hell. Have you ever seen, like, Toku Laserdisc covers? I haven't. I'll need to Google it. Do it. They're way better. Uh, see, this came out in 1994, and was filmed pretty much entirely in the woods or on a soundstage, so clearly they didn't spend too much on location shooting. Ah, Giver 2 rules. Pretty much, yeah. Um, in, in terms of staff, uh, the only really the only person of note is Keita Amamiya, who, you know, regular viewers will recognise from previous episodes. I've just been going through his uh, filmography, apparently, accidentally. Every other thing we've watched for these past bunch of episodes has just been Kate Amamiya in some way, shape, or form. He was the Man, I bet he's pissed director. off at me. <laughs> Why don't you like his stuff? He tries so hard for us. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Kate alone. That's a, maybe I shouldn't date myself so much. Is there some kind of TikTok reference I can make in place of that? Yeah, the kids are um, nothing audible, no. So, yeah, no, he was he was involved in Shinkan Rider, Zedo, J, Hakaida, which we haven't talked about, but I watched recently. It was damn good. We'll watch it soon. I'll make you watch it. Ah, crap. <laughs> yes. More late 90s Toku. Uh, it also stars Yuta Mochizuki, who uh, everyone else will probably recognize from Juranger as Geki or Tirano Ranger. It's not often you get a, a rider who then goes off and plays a Sentai Ranger, or wait, was it the other way around? I can't remember which came first. 
But either way, he played both and did a pretty decent job at both. It's a better career transition than Blade. <laughs> what, what, you mean from Vampire Hunter to Tax Avoider? Sure, yes. That's that's the Blade I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, oh you, you're talking about... You're talking about Kamen Rider to jerk her off her in the back of porno. Yeah. Is that what he was doing? I, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll need to hunt it down. We'll do an episode on that. Oh, I, I don't have to hunt it down. I, I, I have it somewhere. Yes, in that great big hard drive full of tokusatsu that you managed to get before Toei nuked all the subgroups. Yeah, okay, this is going to date the podcast, but I... Hey, I think we might as well. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, so, before we get too much into Comrade J, this is a, a current event thing, so I guess it's, it's relevant. Um, some idiot talked to one of the producers uh, at Toei, say, oh, I love you, I love Comrade Saber. And the guy says, well, we're not supposed to know how you see that. And then, like, a few weeks later, there's a cease and desist order. It's not, we're not sure for definite at the time of recording whether or not it's legit. A lot of people are thinking that it's uh, fake. Um, so hopefully it's fake, um, but TVN, uh, TV Nihon, and Overtime have both taken down their um, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai files for now, which is, I mean, it sucks that they have to do it, but it, it's a smart thing to do just in case. Unfortunately, Toei is, uh, at the time of recording this, trending on Twitter for this, and anyone contributing to that, I'm, you're an idiot. You're an absolute, absolute irredeemable moron for making this more of an issue than it has to be the one thing we don't want is for these companies to pay attention to us and giving them any kind of publicity over this is going to make them notice us we're like um what are they called those little uh, fish that um no 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 those little fish that um chill on whale sharks remora that's it pilot fish we stay on the Wait, underbelly of Toei and feed on the morsels that yes, come our way. Yes, leech. We're barnacles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, just just stop it. Please. I mean, not that it affects me currently, because I've got a massive archive of every episode and movie of Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, plus others, so, I mean, I'm good for a while. I can't help but feel a little bit smug about that. I thought I was being a bit silly by, you know, collecting four terabytes worth of tokusatsu but i've been vindicated you're ready for the apocalypse soon you'll all <laughs> soon you'll all be coming to me to pay fealty just to have an act yeah a glimpse of the toku i possess oh maybe i'll put up a seed box mm. <laughs> perhaps i might make a mega link for you if you make it worth my while <laughs> i'm gonna date this even further you you're doing the tokusatsu equivalent of people in alabama right now hoarding gasoline and shopping bags well no hang about this isn't a finite resource it is considering that hard drives decay over time i'll just keep buying hard drives then forever and ever and ever or you could transfer them to a bunch of laser discs i could do that wait don't those degrade faster you just gotta keep you know writing them to more Store them in salt mines. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're way, way off topic. That's our little current events tangent that we never do. Uh, so yeah, Kamarada J is a film. And I can very easily sum up the plot without getting distracted halfway through. Basically, um, 
bland man is in the woods taking pictures. A child gets kidnapped and taken to a hell's moving nightmare. Um, he then gets thrown off a cliff and gets brought back by tree people. He then fights some monsters, grows into a big boy, punches a roving castle in the face and kicks it a bunch and then kills a centipede and everything's okay now and life returns. Yeah. There. That's the plot. That's pretty I did much it. it. In one breath. There is very little in the way of a plot going on. I mean, Zeto is significantly better than Jay, in my opinion. That being said, they well, yeah, put... because there are there are non-combatant characters in it. There are people who aren't. There are there are characters besides the rider and the monsters. Hmm. They, they don't do much, but they're there. They put a lot of effort into the suits, which is nice, and especially the big fog mother prop. But the problem is, because mm. of the version that's on YouTube, it's just too low res. Everything's dark and smoky. It's like I can't really appreciate the effort they put into the set design if everything's so damn dark. I mean, it's it's fine. It looks... If we had, like, a proper big old Blu-ray um, quality version of it, then yeah. And that'd be sick as hell. Implying Toei care enough about that. Well, actually, they might, but we <laughs> they'd do that maybe for Zeto and Jay as part of some anniversary thing. Never for Shin, though. Sod Shin. It's okay, Shin. I still love you, inexplicably. <laughs> <laughs> Despite Rex's best efforts. Oh, but yeah, no, that's the plot. Uh, <laughs> it's... It's like watching an episode halfway through... A series of something in terms of quality, not in terms of plot or structure or anything like that, uh, but in terms of just it, it, it's akin to watching like a weak filler episode where the bare bones are achieved for the formula, but nothing much of impact is presented to the audience. If you see what I mean, like, yes, we've got some fights, none of them last particularly very long except for the final one. Um, you got someone who needs saving, who's barely in the film. I'm I'm looking a bit into the background really? here, and actually, it does say it was a triple feature with um, the Kaku Ranger film and Blue Swat, which is a rather obscure series. But I like the costumes of that one. Yes, I keep meaning to get around to watching Blue Swat, but it's not fully uh, subbed yet. So, mm, with the subbing groups gone, we've got to suckle from the slow trickle from Toei's teat. <laughs> Not too great if you're That's trying disgusting. to binge. Why did I? Why did I do that? You've been playing too much Resident um, Evil Eight. Yeah. Not yet. I've still not finished the first one yet, but soon, I'll get to the big mummy vampire soon. I got a friend who beat it in two and a half hours. Wow. Now the man is psychotic. It beat it on day one in two and a half hours just by yeah you know, blasting through it, and he's played it like twelve times since, doing different runs. At this point, it turns from a hobby into a jobby. <laughs> no, no, he, he's done this at every single Resident Evil game. He he loves them, and he's like last time I talked to him, he was going through um, the Resi Two remake, just doing all the. He, he does this kind of a completion thing for every single one. That's impressive. I don't get it. It's scary. The man terrifies me. Of course, that might just be with the fact that he's well over six feet tall. Yes, um, any anything big is terrifying. That's why we hate Jay so much, because it's just too big. Speak for yourself. I am indifferent to Jay. 
Well, yeah, I, I have no contempt for it. It just feels like they kind of had to shove something out. It doesn't have an original bone in its body. It's a bland even ecological the plot. Even the suit. Even the music, my man. They had several like homages to aliens in there. They even had like the scene with um, the eggs hatching around the girl. That's just taken from aliens. Yeah, and, and the bit where Jay picks up Kanner and says, get away from her, you bitch, to Fogmother. Uh, that was a pretty blatant rip-off, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, I feel like this film would have been made a lot better with the inclusion of a power loader. Yeah, I mean, it only took them until Forza to include one. Yeah. Get with the times, Toei. Yeah, man. 1975 was... Was it 75 that Alien came out? No, 80s. No, 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 no. Alien. Oh, yeah, power loader. Yeah, Alien was 79, but it didn't have the joys of a power loader. For a 79 film, it looks amazing, doesn't it? Oh, it looks fantastic. We talked about this last episode. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on Alien, um, watch the entirety of our previous episode and you'll find it somewhere, probably. Yeah, you can just listen to us in little uh, bits, just drip through mentioning every now and then that Alien is great. Watch the Alien films, just don't watch Covenant or Prometheus. Or the fourth one. Or the third one. Watch the first two. Yeah, that's that's pretty safe. Man, it's, it's incredible that so many of those films suck. Anyway, Comrade J. Something that doesn't quite suck, but doesn't quite rule. Um, so this is just a... Man. The movie is so unremarkable. I mean, okay, um, one thing, this is the first ride that has like a purely biological nature-themed vibe, I guess. Because Zeto's yeah. a genetic abomination, and so is Shin. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's not really All implied that Jay's a cyborg or anything. I... He just has access to the Earth's power, I guess. But what about Amazon? No, I think I thought he had Amazon. some sort of ancient... Um, uh, Mayan cyborg ritual somehow. Yeah, I. Did you ever watch the first episode of Amazon? When he when he gets his when he gets the procedure, it looks so unsanitary. It's in like a cave or something like that. I'm surprised he hasn't got some kind of weird infection. Yeah, I know Amazon's a cyborg. I wasn't sure if it was is like a weird biopunk cyborg thing or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I have that in my notes, actually. Jay is the first one to mystically, naturally, I guess, be a rider. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so he lives there with um, the other underwhelming magical riders. Yeah. Yeah. Poor wizard. Yeah. So with a trench coat like that, I mean, he was only destined to be mediocre at best. You can't go that far and be good. I would love to talk at length at some point about Kamen Rider Wizard because I really You'll wanted have to get me to watch it first. <laughs> I really wanted it to be a good series because it started out quite well. It could have turned into something really engaging and like a drama, but no, it just was crap. It was so crap. It was disappointingly crap. And there's our episode on Kamen Rider Wizard. Enjoy everyone. <laughs> um, well, what, what nice things can we say about Jay? I mean, the costume doesn't look bad. It's, the suits look yeah. nice. Um, the monster ones, also pretty good. There's a you know great big rubber yeah. crocodile thing, and they managed to get the guy uh, crawling around on all fours and crawling up a wall. That was, that was pretty sweet. Moth lady, I mean, human yeah. mouth, but 
yeah, I guess kind of would. I like human mouths on uh, uh, Taku villains. It, it's neat, and they don't do it too much anymore. It, I don't know. It's just a yeah. It was just a helmet covering the rest of the face, then just the actress's mouth and nose are visible. <laughs> Actually, is it the mouth and nose, or is it just the mouth? Because imagine how bummed up they'd sound. Well, I don't think they hired her to talk. Wait, hang on. You're here because of your menacing chin. (laughs) Isn't that the um, casting call that got... um... Damn it, I was hoping if I finished that sentence, the name would come to me. Uh, Ash. (laughs) What's his actor's name? Yeah... No, no, Bruce Campbell. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting it. Bruce Campbell. There we go. Thank there you. There we go. God damn it! I can I can never remember Bruce Campbell's name, and I love him. It's just it's not even a, an unmemorable name like Jim Jones. Why did your mind immediately go to Colts again? Because it's it's two normal names. What is it with people with very normal sounding names and starting religious groups? You never see someone named. Balthazar Rainbowita the Third or something fun, but you do see them running with the monster no, raving loony party. I I disagree with that. You never hear about those cults. It's not that they never happen. You just never get told about them. Ah, yes, true. They they are there in the deepest, darkest uh, depths of Twitter. Oh God, we're gonna get so many weird neo cults coming out soon, aren't we? Oh yeah, we should start our own at this point. But I don't want to get a TikTok account. Oh, it's fine. I'll do it for the both of us. Hey, kids, did you know that you're special and awesome? Um, just come to my uh, compound. It, it's totally cool. Um, we, we can become influencers and, and internet famous here. Nothing bad will happen to you, I promise. All right, that's our plan sorted. I hope we don't get swatted. Now, uh, heck. Oh, we just need to buy a bunch of land in the middle of but America. Back to the suits. Yeah, I mean, there's one more villain suit, which is some kind of biomechanical thing, which looks kind of cool, has like a puppeted face, and the rest of that is just puppets. It's just puppets. Little wormy puppets. Jim Henson presents Carmen Rider. <laughs> I wish. I really wish. I feel so bad for Jim Henson. He mm. wants to make really weird dark stuff like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and only got to make like two of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would really suck if you wanted to... Um, bring a medium to the forefront, but people only associate it with... And then you get pigeonholed. Yeah, I mean, the Muppets and Sesame Street. It was incredibly successful and great, but the man yeah. wanted to um, elevate an art form. He doomed his own chosen medium himself. Like It's not even like someone else did it for him. He did it himself accidentally. Like He makes his name and his fortune on making kids' entertainment. And then because of that, and because it's so big... Everyone just assumes that puppetry is just for kids' entertainment now, and he can't get funding or any yeah, real attention and success for his darker, more mature projects. That's that's a massive monkey paw wish you got going on there. Oh, yeah. The only way that puppetry can appeal to an adult audience nowadays is if it's satire or comedy, like Avenue Q. Oh. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's um, a sad fate for puppetry in the West. Variety. Yeah. Actually, that being said, what's it called? Um, Thunderbolt Fantasy uh, is a t- Japanese slash Thai, I think. Don't don't hate me if I if I got the Southeast Asian country wrong. Uh, but it's 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 a hand puppet show, but they've um, added like different kind of effects and camera angles to make it seem more engaging and cinematic. Yeah, I mean, that would be great over there, but in the West, no. 
I'm sorry, the the Muppets have ruined it. I know. I was just trying to find a little little silver lining here in our puppetless society that we live in now. I mean, puppets. It will never be the main appeal. I mean, puppetry as an art form is still very prevalent, especially in film. But it's not going right, to be the main the appeal. Yeah, exactly. You need it for like an arseload be... of practical effects. Hmm. Remember that? Um, oh, what was it called? That that movie with the that actress with the puppets. <laughs> it's, it's it's that 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 cop that cop movie. Where like a puppet dies. Oh, the Happy Time Murders. Happy Time, was it? Yeah, I think so. The slogan was like, "All Street, No Sesame," or something like that. And then they got sued by Sesame Street. <laughs> it was even worse. Is like the producer was Jim Henson's son. Imagine getting sued by your dad's own ex-company creation thing, whatever. That's capitalism for you. Yeah. Anyway, we're way off topic again. Most of this episode is going to be off topic because there's just nothing to talk about. Well, I mean, I, I guess there are a bunch of fans of Jay out there. I mean, it's a cool idea, especially because, you know, he's supernatural and he can get big. You know, he had an underwhelming kaiju fight with um, a puppet on wheels. I mean, I, I really like the design of Fogmother. It's really cool. It's it's yeah. great. It looks, you know, sweet. I love the whole biomechanical vibe. But it's just... Yep. I like I yeah. like the interior set oh, as well. Oh yes, I mean, it's organic. That bit with the lightsaber fight, mm. where you get like burning flesh. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean it's um, I, I wonderfully like made. The, I don't like the. I don't like her weird flesh sack that she puts Jay in though. I think that's supposed I mean, to be the stomach. Weird. I just don't like looking at. I don't know. I, I just don't like looking at undulating flesh sacks or flesh elevators. Flesh elevators. Fantastic, you know, aesthetic, but it's just in something incredibly oh, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, please do more of that in something more deserving of it. Yeah, especially considering that it's a 45-minute film. Yeah. Berry is pretty fun. I like oh, Berry. Oh, yes, a, a grasshopper puppet. That, yeah, that looks beautiful. Yeah, that, that, that was a really good puppet. Um, character's interesting, like... It, I don't know, it's one of the first riders to do that kind of little sidekick helper thing that was pretty popular with the Neo Heisei things. Yeah, they'd have little robot companions that they'd you know, debut in the first couple of episodes and then forget for most of the show. Now, there was a big pause there, and I'd very much appreciate it if you leave it in, Rex, because that just shows how I, hard it is to make I, I just can't think of anything to say. This. <laughs> so I'm going to sound like an idiot if you don't. Very well, I will. I will leave in the long pause. Um, people are going to they're going to listen to something. <laughs> hang on, there's something up. Have they finally shut up? Um, I mean, it's not. It's not bad. Gonna... It's not a bad film. We can have it on the background no, while we drink, but it's not. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Look, like I said with with Zedo, do you want to watch Carmen Rider? Yes. Do you want to waste a bunch of hours watching 50-odd episodes? Not right now. Cool. Watch one of the 90s films. It'll get you done in like an hour and like 25 minutes for Shin and then 45 minutes for the other two if you ain't got that much time. You can absolutely mm. snap it up. If you want to show someone, hey, I'm into this thing called Tokusatsu and you want to show them it, but you don't want to waste too much time, but you want to make sure they get like a full package deal, then yeah, show them one of these. It's not the most whelming of things, 
but they'll get a good idea as to what you're into, and it, they won't hate it. It's not explicitly bad. It's just underwhelming if you've seen other stuff. Okay, so when you put it that way, it makes sense. It's a fantastic way yeah. of uh, condensing everything into a few short films. I mean, it's not fantastic, yes. it's not perfect, but it summarizes the whole Tokusetsu thing with uh, the special effects and suits and a pinch of Japanese weirdness. Yeah, and, and it's you know, of good enough quality that people aren't going to... Do, you know, do the automatic. Oh, you just like you know Japanese Power Rangers and stuff like that, that people are you know known to do. So I'm told. I've never come across that actually. You know, people tend to be pretty on board with Tokusatsu when I explain it to them. Oh yeah. Or maybe they're just being polite. Well, I introduced one guy who I met in World of Warcraft to it, and he seemed interested. It seemed kind of cool. It's more of a novelty. It's not like we're watching it. Oh yeah, wait, the Polish yeah. guy. You still haven't sent me the um, weird fan dub he found. I, oh, bring yeah. Bring it to me. I want to watch it. Find. I, I'm dead serious. Uh, friend of Rex's found like a weird Polish fan dub of Kamen Rider, and I want it. I can't speak a word of Polish, and I've got no intention of learning. I just want to see it. Fair enough. I'll have to track it down. Um, but yeah, it's a novelty, really. It doesn't really have the connotations of in Japan when you mention you're a Taku fan. See our... Listen to our last episode on Tokusatsu Ga 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 to understand. Um, but yeah, in the West, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's just superhero stuff. It's different. There are no negative connotations. If it was something that was actually awful, like... I'd... Then again, even if we say we like Half awful stuck. films, you never see someone watch The Room thinking they're in for a gripping drama. But he's fed up with this world. Everybody betray him. Ah, yes, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could I could show this to a colleague and just say, oh, yeah, this is the kind of thing. I mean, I, li I like watching it for the special effects and fight scenes. There are some better ones, but this is everything. It's, it's like a little pill of Tokusatsu. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's our glowing endorsement of Kamen Rider J. Holy hell. Yeah, doesn't do the job as well. Actually, it doesn't even do the job as well as Shin, because even with Shin, it had the tragic aspect of the character. Well, that, that film was Shin nothing had but a lot tragic. More effort. Yes. Shin had a lot more effort put into it than Zedo, and way more than Jay. It's it's like a declining scale of quality as the films do worse than expected, because you've got um, Shin, which has a full cast of characters. Um, you've got way more characters that are uninvolved with the fights than the ones that are involved with the fights, if that makes sense. And then that slowly reduces over time until it's more monsters and riders than civilians. Actually, now that um, you mention it, Jay doesn't have any civilians in it. Except for the little girl. Yeah. One, there is but one civilian. Um, Shin has a bunch of different locations. You've got the warehouse, you've got the different rooms in the uh, facility, you've got the, um, whatever you call it, um, leisure center thing. You got a bunch of outside things. You got the docks. You got the park. Uh, it's just from memory. You got all these different locations that have been shown at least once in that film. Then in Kamen Rider Zedo, there's um, the Mochizuki house. There's uh, Neo Life Forms weird uh, headquarters base thing. You got that city set they used um, when Doris first arrives in town. Um, then some woods and a quarry few less and few, a lot more outside stuff and then you've got Kamen J and it's all either in the woods or on a set yeah pretty much needless to say once they finished this series when they tried to bring back Kamen Rider they realized that they couldn't just yet and when they eventually um, 
managed to uh, create the successful Kamen Rider Kuga, they still didn't have much of an idea of what to do. They didn't know what kind of direction to go in. I mean, look at some of the uh, earlier ones. They didn't even call the character Kamen Rider. I, I like that. It's... <laughs> I think most, I think a lot more long-running shows like this should have hiatuses because they're. All, I don't want to say always a benefit. There might be some that I'll remember later. That was like, oh, that wasn't too good. But like, um, look, Kamen Rider. Okay, um, it's not that Kamen Rider Black RX was particularly bad, or even that these trilogy of movies were particularly bad. But Kamen Rider had gotten a bit stale by this point, so you take a few years off and come back, um, and boom, Kamen Rider Kuga, absolute masterpiece. Uh, Doctor Who, for a more Western example, um, you know things have been getting really stale for years on Doctor Who, and there was a slow kind of decline. They started getting a bit better towards the end, but it still wasn't good enough. Uh, and so Doctor Who goes on hiatus for years and years and years. You get a TV movie, and then goes back into hiding, and then boom, 2005, Christopher Eccleston comes back as Doctor Who. It's fantastic, apart from the farting aliens. Yeah, that was a bit of the downside, but uh, I can see what you mean. Yeah. It gives uh, it gives time for the culture around the franchise to kind of change a bit. Uh, it gives a bit of time for people who, for the people who would be involved in making this, to uh, be replaced with fresh faces. So I mean, I mean, for example, like going back to the Doctor Who thing, John Nathan Turner had been the producer of Doctor Who for years and had been involved in the show since um, the late sixties, I think. So he he'd been there for. A really long time but once he was out um, Russell T Davis was showrunner you got a fresh uh, set of uh, you know behind the scenes people working on things whole new uh, location because they started making it in Cardiff and boom yeah everything's fresh it's shaken up you've got some new ideas going on definitely you've really hit the nail on the head with that one I think that um, I think we can also make comparisons to I'm, I'm just going to Straight up say it's the David Tennant slash Matt Smith era of Doctor Who led to the gradual decline because they were still trying to chase that high. I think the same applies to Kamen Rider because of the influence of Denno. Denno was fantastic. They tried to... Um, Let's do time yeah. again. <laughs> they tried to ape it with uh, <laughs> Kiva, but dear God, it was terrible. But that being said... But, but Mr. Toei, vampires don't travel in time. <laughs> Do it. But then again, that being said, the influence of Denno helps a lot on the comedic side, and especially for character interactions, like Kamen Rider O's, which I feel is a mm. combination of both Denno and Kuga, but I think that's for another episode. Um, yeah, Jay was the final death spasms of uh, Kamen Rider before it was born again. Kamen Rider found God? Oh, wait, no, Kamen Rider X stopped God. It's yeah. It's theme song. Um, well, actually, no. It didn't find God until X-Aid, when Kuroto Dan came around. Ah. <laughs> uh, I love That's when Dan. we found God. Man, Kamarada J just inspires uh, a surprising amount of apathy in me. Yeah, do you know what? This is actually our shortest episode. Yeah. I think it is, anyway. Wow. Um, I think this is our 50, 51st? 52nd? Oh, wow, that's a lot of episodes. And, yeah, it just winds down into uh, um, 20 minutes of tangents and 10 minutes of us going, ah, yeah, I guess it's finale, all right. finale, everybody. We're just going to fart out a camera. It's not the finale. We're still going to do another one, but it's just, if it was, that'd be amazing. Go in the Last same way as Game ever. Grumps. Oh. Oh, no, we're just going to go on hiatus for another three years. <laughs> this is the last thing you'll remember us for. Uh, no, it's... 
it's different watching something than it is talking about something, if that makes any kind of sense. Like, when I'm watching Camaraderie, I'm like, oh, yeah, punch the monster. Yeah, sexy mosquito lady. Yeah, weird flesh sack. And then when I'm talking about it, it's more... It, trying to recall it just makes me realise how un- underwhelming it is by comparison. Mm. If this was the first Toki thing I'd ever watched, then I'd be like, oh, hey, this is cool. I wonder if there's anything else. And then it'd be all uphill from there. But it wasn't. Yeah. It isn't. If you're a Toku fan, you watch this to tick a box saying that you've watched it. Just so you can cite it yeah. as reference in case someone mentions Jay. That's about it. <laughs> you do it for cred. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about him turning giant yet properly. No, well, I did mention that's the like his, underwhelming kaiju fight. That's Well, no, we didn't talk about it, though. We just mentioned that it happens. That's like his one defining feature. He doesn't even have his appearance to set in a box. He looks exactly like Zedo. But this time he moves very slowly on a soundstage to make it look like he's giant. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a good job of making him look giant. Yeah, there's that bit where he w- walks next to a, a mountain road and you see it from like a person's perspective. It, it looks good. And I like his suborbital you know, rider kick thing because he's got that kind of re-entry heat. Ah, uh, see, I love something like that at that height. Yeah, uh, and like when he punches, it gets similar effect on it. It it's it looks good, but it's it's again it's underwhelming because of the context surrounding it. Shin Kamen Rider has the whole horrible abomination against God thing to kind of keep me invested. I love that stuff. Plus, it's I don't know. I I can get on board with Shin's horrible horrible life because I like Toku heroes, especially Kamen Riders who have just horrible lives. That's kind of, to me, what a Kamen Rider should fundamentally be. Someone whose life is so horrible that they've got no choice but to help other people's lives be a bit better. Hey, hang on. Jay Jay doesn't have any of that trauma. He he defeated the monster. Oh yeah, Jay's fine. He's... Yeah, no, no, actually, yeah. Kamen Rider Jay is better off than he was if he'd just been left alone. Yeah, he now has superpowers. He saved the girl, he's... yeah. And he's undead. Without being a Kamen Rider, he would be dead. Being a Kamen Rider, he is now alive, but also with superpowers. And there's no downside to it. He doesn't even have—he doesn't even have to live underground like the people who gave him the powers. He, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, he could literally just get a phone call from the rest of them, you know, while he's in the middle of something. I don't know, taking care of his kids or whatever. And he'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll be there in 10. Yeah, he didn't—he didn't even have to take too long out of his life to do this. He was done in a day. Yeah. Okay, we've got to play. We've got plenty of time. Let's compare, okay, Kamen Rider 1 and 2 turn into horrible abominations against God and science by a weird disco cult. Horrible. And, you know, you can extrapolate it from subsequent movies that they've just dedicated their entire lives to stopping Shocker and other groups behind the scenes. Uh, V3 and Rider Man, um, very similar. V3 gets turned into a uh, cyborg by 1 and 2 to save his life after his family's killed horrible situation to be in. Your life would never be the same again. Uh, Rider Man, betrayed by the organisation he gave his life to and his adopted father. Uh, yeah, horrible thing to happen to a person. We should stop hating on Shin. We should hate on Jay because he's privileged. Yeah, well, what a... Ooh, that, his good life makes me feel so angry at him. How dare he? Hmm. Where's the sadness? Where's the suffering? <laughs> Where's the brooding and the angst? <laughs> It's the Kamen Rider Existential <laughs> Horror Olympics. 
Man, like, yeah, Shin, he's, he's now a horrible monster man. Zedo wasn't even supposed to be able to turn back into a human, apparently. It was just some fluke of the nature that it made him able to do that, because he got struck by lightning and went to sleep for a few months. Not really clear about that. And Jay, is, he, he doesn't even... He, huh. If... If, um, if Takeshi Hongo in the uh, Showa versus Heisei Riders film it's such a big issue against the Heisei Riders, shouldn't that also apply to Jay because he's got no real... Well, no, he had to wait 15 minutes in the McDonald's drive through once. I mean, that's an ordeal. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> Probably. See, the, the best thing about Jay is like the implications when he... The best thing about this character is the implications of how he interacts with other riders. Like, you know, the show of riders are this weird kind of superhero team who do a bunch of stuff in the shadows behind the scenes that we just never see. So presumably, they all have access to Jay. You know, they can just call him up if they need him. Why don't they do that? Mm. Why would you not? The mind can turn into a giant. He would be very handy. Yeah. And they never, even in the crossover movies, they never really utilize them effectively. Like they use them a couple of times, but wouldn't would he not be your go-to? Surely that would just imply that Jay is terrible at being giant. So he has this power, but he just can't do diddly with it. Maybe again, again, that kind of implication just is is more entertaining than the film itself. Our recording has been going on for nearly as long as the movie has, and we've long since exhausted anything we could talk about. Yeah, seriously about it with you know. I I okay, so we'll just have to summarize. Uh, it, it's short and sweet, I guess. Watch it just so you can say that you have. Um, there's not really much to learn about Jay from the movie, but it's there. It's fine. You're not going to be lesser of a person for having watched it. You can't, like like Rex said, if you want to, if you're going for full completion run of Kamen Rider, you're going to watch it eventually. If you want to introduce someone to the series and you have a limited amount of time to do it, do this or ZO. Do ZO if I'm being mm. honest. Ooh, ooh, one plus side. This is a close second. The ending credits music. That's bitchin'. Uh, yeah, it's fine, but it's not better than um, ZO's. Mm. It, it's fine. I don't dislike it. But given the option of listening to ZO's or this one's ending theme, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with ZO's. I love that song. That's it. That's the end of the episode. You can you can close the link now. Yeah. Go and I, I mean, Be gone. We, I was expecting a bit more enthusiasm with this one, but this is just what happens with these '90s movies. They are, they they're just there. Uh, sh- shut up and stop being correct. <laughs> You're not meant to say it. You're just meant to feel it. You just, just like I. This is Rex signing off. Maybe Hakkaida Jay was went. an abomination. We'll we'll do better with Hakkaida next time. I promise. 